Hello and welcome to the McTaggart Attack Podcast. I'm Kevin McTaggart. This is episode 65. And, uh, let's see. What's pissing me off right now? Let's piss it. Let's just get to it, okay? Um, so I just went to the Barnes and Noble in South Burlington, Vermont. And I just sort of had an epiphany. I just, cause like my last podcast, I sort of mentioned, I, I mentioned Toys R Us closing and I mentioned it probably had something to do with Amazon and buying online. And I think another factor that, that leads to the destruction of, of going out to shop is the, um, the annoyance of dealing with the cashiers. Because, so like, I, I went to go buy a book. I went to go buy John Taffer's book. John Taffer from Bar Rescue wrote a self-help book. And God damn it, I'm going to read it. It's called, uh, don't, what's it, what's it fucking called? I'm taking it out of the goddamn, that's how, that's how this is fucking working right now. It says, don't bullshit yourself. So I'm reading that. I'm going to read that. Maybe. I may not read it. I'm going to read it. And like, I, I, I found it at Barnes & Noble. And, I, and like, John Taffer, like, put out himself that, hey, you can order it online. Like, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I'm old-fashioned. I like to go to the store and buy my things. But I don't think I want to do that anymore. I, I think I, I think I'm, I'm definitely like I have I do buy stuff on Amazon from now on, from more frequently over the past two years or so, and so like yeah um so I went to the Barnes and Noble and just I just wanted to buy the book that's all, and so like I I get up to the register and. The cashier's like, first of all, there's a line at the register. If you buy, if you buy shit online, you're not waiting in line. Which is one good thing about buying stuff online. Anyway, so I, I go up to the cash register and she, you know, t- t- um, scans my item, scans the book. And she's like, are you a member? And... I know that I used to be a member and it took me like a couple weeks to like cancel my membership. Right? Because like honestly, I don't want to have membership to a store where I hardly ever go here. Like maybe once a year. Okay? There's This is the closest Barnes & Noble to me, I think. I don't know where the fuck another one is. And I, I tell her, you know, um, I used to have a membership. And so she asked me for my phone number. I give her my phone number. Oh, like, yeah, you do have a membership. Would, would you like to renew it? And I'm like, how much is it to renew? And she's like, $25. And I'm like, no. No, I'm not going to renew. Like, the book costs $27. And to auto-renew, to renew... My membership would cost 25 more dollars. I'm not going to shop here that much. 
like if I shopped here, if I shopped at Barnes and Noble every week or whatever, I would probably get a membership because it would probably be worth it. Because I'd spend a lot more money here and stuff. But no, I don't want to be a member member here. Like seriously, I just it's just like questions like that. Why can't cashiers just take your item, scan it, tell you how much it is, you give the you pay in either cash or however the fuck you're gonna pay. And then you can get the fuck out of the store. You can't do that anymore. This is why stores are closing. This is one reason. The, 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 the stupid, the, the ridiculous questions that cashiers ask. And having to wait in line. Only, like, Barnes & Noble really isn't that bad. You know who's worse is Books A Million. Books A Million is fucking worse. Books A Million asks you so many goddamn questions. I think it was Christmas 2016. I had to go buy a book at Books A Million in West Lebanon. And I think I talked about this on, on a podcast episode back then. But, like, I'm in line well, actually, no. Like, what happened was, I walked into the store. I saw that there were, like, uh, two people in line, you know? And I'm thinking, oh, great, cool. I'll be out of here in no time if I go get my book and I wait in line. And I, I took some time. I had to find the book. It took, like, 10, 15 minutes to find the book. And I get back to that line. And the same two people that were in line were still in line. Because the old guy behind the register kept asking all these questions. Oh, do you want to join the member? Do you want to do this? Do you want to save money on that? Do you want to do this? Shut the fuck up! Oh my god, it was terrible. I, I just... And then it was me, and I actually did have a membership with Books A Million at the time. I, so goddamn annoying. So yeah, I, I I will be happy when all stores close. Cause buying online is the way to go, man. That's 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 the way to go. Only just to unless you like getting interrogated by cashiers, just it's the way to fucking go. Alright, that's all I have for this. I, I, To be honest with you, I just re- finished recording episode 64 down in Middlebury. And then I drove up here and got pissed off at the cashier at Barnes & Noble. And I'm like, you know what? I'll record the first part of 65 now. <sighs> so... Sports. Can I talk about sports for the next couple minutes? I know I've I've sort of mentioned how I I hate sports. I don't really hate sports, but I like I don't let how my sports team does depress me anymore, or or make me feel angry, or anything like that. You know, I try not to take it personally when my sports team loses anymore. But I was very happy. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll relish in it when it, when it makes me happy. Um, 
I don't know what the fuck that says about me. I don't care. Um, but I was very happy when um, the past couple weeks when Florida State men's basketball team uh, made it to the Elite Eight. All the way to the Elite Eight, they beat Missouri, Xavier. Then they beat um, Gonzaga on Thursday. So they, they played Michigan well, last night now as I'm recording this. And, and they lost to Michigan. I, I'll admit I fell asleep in the second half. I didn't really watch the game. I, again, don't know what that says about me as a sports fan. But I don't care. But no, I was very happy that um, the team, I haven't really followed them. Don't really care. And but it was it was good to see that they almost made it to the final four. They were they lost by four points. But here's just something that irritated me. Um. So like, the Florida State basketball team has is never hasn't has never really been this successful in like 25 years you know so but the thing of it is is like what what bugged me I guess Saturday night I didn't see it when it happened I saw it the next morning after it happened how um so I'll tell you what it is. That's like like Leonard Hamilton, the men's basketball coach since two thousand three. You know, he gets interviewed after the game by CBS's Dana Jacobson, and she asks him, "Why didn't they call a timeout in the last ten seconds or whatever of the game when when they were down four points? Why didn't they call a timeout?" And he was just very offended by that questioning. He was just saying the game was over. And he just, he just, the way he spoke to her made him out to sound like a real jerk. You know, I don't know if it's because they just lost. I don't know what the fuck it was about. But let me just say this. This program has been very uh, um, underrated. I don't know if the underrated is the word I'm trying to look for here, but they they've they haven't done much in his tenure. Okay, I don't know how many times they've made it to the NCAA tournament. Not many. You know, I'm not sure. Not many times has this happened, but. I would think if you were going to be, you know, in the national spotlight as you were in an Elite Eight game, the only game on TV at that point, and you're interviewed after the game, the one thing you shouldn't be is snarky. You want to. How the fuck does him being an asshole to an interviewer? To a reporter. How the fuck does that help our basketball program? What type of message. What type of light does, does, does that put us in? 
So he's going to be a jackass? He's going to act like a jackass to, to the reporter and walk off on the interview? One of the few games that Florida State has been in the national spotlight over his tenure and he's interviewed afterwards and he comes off looking like a jerk? What the fuck, Leonard Hamilton? I I will not hold back. You see that's I guess that's another thing about me. Like I think a few years ago I probably would have defended any one of my favorite sports teams and how they acted, but no. Past couple of years I've just been like, you know what? If they act like a jerk, I'm gonna say that they're acting like a fucking like the like a goddamn jerk, okay? It was just embarrassing. But he's not, but people are absolutely right to rip him for being a jerk to her. Like they have this great run in the NCAA, they make it to the Elite Eight. But all they're gonna talk about now is how Leonard Hamilton was an asshole. He ruined that whole great feeling moment for them by acting like an asshole. No one's gonna care about how Florida State did last year, or next. I mean, next year nobody's gonna care about how Florida State did in the tournament last year or this year. So, let me readjust. Like next year, nobody's gonna care about how Florida State did in the tournament last year. They're just going to talk about how Leonard Hamilton was was an asshole. I'm sure that's not what the message, the light, the way he wants people to, you know, look at his program. Just fucking annoying. But just it just pisses me off. It, I I almost want to ask I almost think he should be fired. But they they performed too well on the court. But like I'm just saying, like the the program's never, hardly ever been in a spotlight like this over the past twenty five years, and they finally are. And he, Leonard Hamilton shit all over the team because nobody cares how the team did. They just care that Leonard Hamilton's an asshole, and deservedly so. He should he should have just. Uh, taking the high road and just answered the question properly, the, the, the better way. There is a better way to answer that fucking question. Ridiculous. If he doesn't do well next year, he should be fired. I don't understand why they keep him around so long. But Florida State does have a history of keeping coaches around forever, so... He's now like our second longest tenured coach now, I think. Is Sue Semerow still the women's basketball coach? I should have probably looked that up. But like, yeah. I don't know. But they don't really... They, I mean, they've only like fired like one coach in the time that I've... Since I've been, um, you know, since I started going to that school and been a graduate. They, like, they fired Steve Robinson after a few years of suckitude. And then, 
I mean, Hamilton's done a good job. They've had a winning record with him. They probably have a pretty good winning percentage with him, but they haven't done shit. So, like, if he doesn't do well next year, I would think you'd have to fire him. And I will not be upset if they do fire him. Um, this podcast, um, could be sponsored by Starbucks if Starbucks wants to sponsor my podcast. But Starbucks probably doesn't even know that my fucking podcast exists, even though right now I'm drinking a Starbucks. If you want me to promote your shit on my podcast... Let me know, and I will do it. Not your actual shit. Well, maybe. Depends on how much you pay me. I'll do anything for money. Because all proceeds go to the Get Kevin the Fuck Out of His Parents House Fund. In which our motto is, I'll do anything for money. Wouldn't it be something if, like, the entire rest of my podcast is just me drinking coffee? One more sip. Let's see, what the fuck else do I want to talk about this week? What's happened this week? I know I... Last Sunday I recorded the thing about Barnes & Noble. Um, so, I've already covered that. What else has pissed me off this week? I tweeted this out. I tweeted out something like this um, earlier this week. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Kev McTee. 59,000 followers now. Woo! So, I guess on Tuesday, Trump, our president, um, came out with his plan for the opioid crisis. He was he was in Manchester, New Hampshire, I think, and he came out with his ideas for the opioid crisis. I'll be honest, I did not watch his speech because I didn't want to, but some things, some snippets I got from it were, um, one of the snippets were, uh, uh he says, um, Great commercials. He mentioned great commercials. You know. Like. I don't. First of all. I don't really understand what the fuck that is about. (laughs) If you're going to. Stop using drugs. Because of a commercial you saw on television. Then. um, Your drug habit. Your addiction. Is not that bad. I don't think. I'm not a drug counselor. Or anything like that. But I would have to think, if you were addicted to opioids or or drugs and whatnot, and you saw one of Trump's new spectacular uh, war on drug commercials, and you would think, oh, yeah, I'll stop using drugs now. I mean, this this would have to be a pretty fucking good commercial to, like, to, like, help us win... To, to, to get someone to have someone think that they 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 want to stop using drugs, it better be a spectacular goddamn commercial for that to happen. 
And then another thing he mentioned was um, giving the death penalty to some drug dealers. So let me get this straight. So one, so basically he's saying a way to fight this opioid crisis where, where people are dying is just to kill more people. How the fuck is that a good idea? I don't understand how that's a good idea. Also, with the drug thing, like, we can't just, like, ban all drugs. Why don't we just take the time to, like, research these? Because, like, there, what, there were former pro football players and current pro football players who smoke marijuana for pain, to help with their pain. You know? And why don't we just try to research what's in marijuana and try to, like, help out these people that are suffering in pain so they don't have to be addicted to opioids? I'll be honest, I really don't know what the fuck opioids are. I'm assuming, like, anything that's in, like, Oxycontin? And other pain medications like that, um, that lead you to like heroin and things. I don't really know, but I'm just, it just killed me hearing those two ideas, better commercials and death penalty for some drug dealers. I'm like, yeah, that, that, no, there's, there are better ways to do it. Treatment is good. I know he did mention treatment as a thing, but yeah. And I, I don't know how to solve the drug crisis, but I just think we need to like, death penalty is not the answer. And, and arresting everyone who uses drugs is not the answer. We need to like, Figure out a way. Like how harmful are these drugs? Like I don't think. I don't think we should. Arrest someone for just possessing drugs. Unless they're very. I don't know. Unless it's like heroin or crack or something like that. But I'm like. Or cocaine. I'm definitely for the legalization of marijuana because I don't think that that doesn't make anyone angry. You know, that that makes people all pretty calm and stuff like that. I don't know. I've I've never really smoked it that much. Once I did and the one a couple times, I'll admit, but like one time I did, and I felt absolutely, I didn't worry about anything at all. That's how good it worked. And then that was totally terrifying to me. Because I always have to be worrying about something. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just we, we, I don't know what the answer is for the drug crisis, but I know what the answer isn't. And I just think... Nothing's worked so far. We just need to... We need to spend more money on treatment. And more money on... um, 
yeah, getting these people off it. And we need to figure out what drugs we should criminalize and which ones we shouldn't criminalize. That's what we need to do. But that's not what we're going to do. And that's annoying. Let's see. What the fuck else did I want to talk about? Um, um, I did see the new Pacific Rim movie. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, here's my movie review. Um, I liked it better than the first one. I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um, some people like Peter Pardo complained about too much CGI. I really don't mind the CGI. I just try. I just want there to be a. a I don't know. I just. I want it to be a good story, or something like that. I don't know. I just. I didn't think it sucked. I I think I liked it better than the first one, and I liked it better than the first one because I hated the guy who was the lead actor in the first um, Pacific Rim movie. I hated this guy. He did. He just. I felt like he did a terrible job. His name's Charlie Hunnam, and like I saw him in this, and like he's he's first of all he's an English guy, I think. So he's using a. a an American accent, but it's just like his voice just sounded so shitty and like his acting was just so terrible and it just I I hated his performance in Pacific Rim like and then like a few years later I finally saw uh, I saw Sons of Anarchy for the first time I think last year I saw Sons of Anarchy for the first time and I don't like that show because Charlie Hunnam's in it. And I refuse to watch it because he was so bad in Pacific Rim. Then let me just say this, though. If, if, if I had seen Sons of Anarchy first and then saw Pacific Rim, then I would be a Sons of Anarchy fan. It's just like... um. For instance, I think that guy, uh, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, if I had seen him in these terrible movies that he's done since he did, if he did these terrible movies that he was in before he did Game of Thrones, I would probably hate Game of Thrones. I don't know. That's just a stupid, shitty example. I don't know. But yeah, that's why I hate Sons of Anarchy, because of the first Pacific Rim movie. But go see the second Pacific Rim movie. It doesn't suck that bad. The official review from the McTaggart Attack podcast is it doesn't suck that bad. And um, we're going to do What Pisses You Off. What Pisses You Off. I have to go do it and figure it out. Uh, This week's winner... Is uh, Danielle Bergeron, member of the McTaggart Attack, Kevin McTaggart fan club. Um, her thing that she was not upset about, or, or her thing that she was pissed off about, um, is sort of related to something I talked about last week, 
with the janitors at my job putting up signs telling us to clean the toilet when it's actually their job to clean the toilet. So I don't really care about cleaning the toilet because it's their fucking job to do it. Anyway, she offered a suggestion. And why can't I find it? I thought... It's here somewhere. What the fuck? Oh. Okay. Alright. Um. Okay. Alright. She sent me a picture of her toilet at work. Her toilet at work has like... One, two, three, four... Four signs created because the flusher is broken. The flusher is broken. They've made four signs for this toilet, letting people know, telling them how to handle the flusher. They tell us how to how to work. So they're basically explaining that the flusher is broken, yet they're still not fixing the goddamn flusher. Here we go. I hate the fact that this flusher is broken. And how are they fixing this flusher? Calling a plumber? No. Trying to fix it? No. Making four signs explaining how to handle the flusher and how to use it. And letting us know that it's broken. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Telling you to hold down the handle. Trying to make sure you do this because it's broken. Why don't you just fix it? How about in the time that it has taken you to make all these fucking posters. You could have called a plumber. Instead. God forbid. God forbid you spend money on a plumber. Instead of spending productivity time making a poster Four different signs to fix this fucking toilet. What the hell is your goddamn problem? I think that was good. Um, so, Danielle, if you thought that was good, let me know. And um, If you didn't like it, I can always do it again. Let's see how that goes. Alright, um, let's see. Upcoming shows. I have one on April 5th. At the Engine Room in Wright River Junction. And then April 14th at the uh, Marquee in Middlebury. And then um, I'm hosting, I'm going to start hosting an open mic at the Woolen Mill Comedy Club in Bridgewater. The third Thursday of every month. That The first one will be uh, April 19th. So yeah. Um, follow or like the... Uh, McTaggart Attack Podcast on Facebook. Um, look up my two YouTube channels of, of my YouTube channel or uh, the McTaggart Attack YouTube channel. Um, I mentioned the Twitter already. And the last thing I wanted to an- announce, well, actually a few other things I wanted to announce. Um, first of all, I'm on Laughable now. So look me up on there. I'm also on Spotify for anyone who uses Spotify. And also, uh, this week I finally created an email address 
for the McTaggart Attack podcast. It's mctaggartattack at gmail.com. So if you have anything you want me to sponsor or anything that's pissing you off and you don't want the world to know or you just want to email me, email me any thoughts, concerns, complaints, or whatever the fuck you want to email me at mctaggartattack at gmail.com. That, this has been episode 65 of the McTaggart Attack Podcast. I'm still Kevin McTaggart. See you fuckers later.